welcome back to season two of Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. Thank you for coming back and for bearing with, with me while I took a little break. I was not expecting to have a season two, but I needed a break so I could regroup, and here we are. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. I am so excited because this week... Our, on our first episode back, we have the incredible horror YouTuber Sarah Hawkinson on the show. You probably know her as the creator of the channel Possessed by Horror. I certainly do. I was so honored to interview her because it was her first podcast interview ever and because I love her YouTube channel so much and we have a lot of horror opinions in common. We talked about the movie that is both of our favorite horror movies, the most traumatic movie she's ever watched, movies she won't watch her favorite horror franchise, and the movies that she's looking forward to in 2021. I mentioned that I was going to see Spiral in this interview, and I did see it, and I did like it, which I'm learning is an unpopular opinion to have, but I apologize for nothing. We also had no idea where you could rent a Serbian film, but I have since learned from a friend that it's available to rent on Fandango. So if you're into that, there you go. I think it's $4. Last but not least, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a second and do that. It really helps horror fans find the show, and I love connecting with horror fans, obviously, so that is essential. All right, well, I don't want to say too much more, so let's get into my episode with Sarah Hawkinson. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Is this your first podcast ever that you're being on? It is my first podcast ever, so I feel so honored that you invited me on. (laughs) Uh, Well, I am so honored that you are here and that this is your first podcast ever, and I hope it's a good experience. Um, (laughs) Let's start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, etc. Okay, Uh, yeah, I'm from Northern California, um, born and raised here, haven't really moved around much or anything like that. Um, I got into horror, obviously, at a young age, like probably most horror fans, and then started making horror content about a decade ago. Like, it's been at least 10 years of making horror content on and off. Um, But yeah, I love doing it. I love being a full-time creator for something that I'm, like, so passionate about. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I found your channel after I started watching some of those ending explained videos and then my <laughs> YouTube algorithm just started showing me more horror content. I found yours and I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I already said this, but I ask everyone, tell everyone what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, hands down the ring. It's been the ring forever. Um, I think cause it affected me so much at a young age and I avoided it for so long cause it <laughs> was like too scary for me when I was younger but now obviously as an adult it's like so rewatchable I love the horror elements in it psychological stuff in it it's just like the perfect horror movie in my opinion I agree I I rewatched it a couple of months ago and I've still found it pretty effective what is your opinion but what's your opinion on Ringu (laughs) what do you how do you like it compared to I do like it um obviously it's part of the franchise it's the original so how can I not like appreciate it because it kind of started it all at least in the movie world (laughs) um obviously it was a book prior but I still think the American remake is scarier. And I think some people might think that's controversial because everyone's always like, oh, the original is always better. But I don't ever, well, I don't want to say ever, but I typically really enjoy remakes a lot. Um, So maybe that's controversial, but it's just not as scary. I think, I think the American version 
has more horror in it. So I still prefer it. I saw it first and I feel like that the nostalgia kind of is why I think that too. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. I finally watched Ringu a few months ago and I did not the I did not find it that scary. And I think the atmosphere of the American version is so much creepier. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I totally. love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you tell everyone how you first fell in love with the horror genre? And do you remember the first horror movie that you ever watched? Yeah, so I feel like most horror fans start you know, at a young age, like I said, so reading Goosebumps and scary stories to tell in the dark, depending what era, you know, you grew up in. Obviously, I grew up in the 90s. So it was Goosebumps and scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, And I read that really young. And then in my teens, I moved to reading Stephen King and eventually wanted to be uh, a horror writer myself. So um, I started branching out and reading more horror novels. um, And that didn't mean that I wasn't necessarily scared of the genre at first. I think there's a misconception like, oh, we've never been really scared or we're desensitized to a lot of horror because we've been consuming horror media since a young age. But I refused to watch the 13 Ghosts remake, like the early 2000s one, for so long because I thought it was like the scariest movie ever. Like everyone told me how scary it was, how the ghosts were scary. Um, same thing with the ring. Like I said, I avoided it for so long because I thought it was going to be horrifying, um, which they are in their own way. But then obviously I watched them and loved it. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. And then the first movies I remember, like first horror movies ever watching, I think I can never remember if it was Pet Cemetery or um, The Sixth Sense. It was one of those two, but I did watch them very close together. And that kind of propelled me into horror even more. Nice. Um, is it still part of the plan to become a horror writer eventually? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm working on like a horror short collection. Um, cause I like to, I'm writing a full length novel too, but I also really like to write short horror stories and those are my favorites to read too by Stephen King specifically. So, um, hopefully I can do like a camping themed short horror story collection eventually. We'll see. Awesome. So I know you love scary stories to, to tell in the dark as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are so classic. I remember getting those yeah. out of my elementary school library all the time. Yeah. They're and the artwork is beautiful. Like nothing yeah. tops it. <laughs> uh, so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane like yourself and myself love this genre? I think it really depends on the person. Um, my mom theorizes that some people gravitate towards horror because it's a way to like deal with the negativity of the world or anxieties about the world or death. Um, but there are there is research out there to show that it does help those of us who may struggle with mental illness deal with the real world too by watching fictional horror scenarios. It kind of gives us a sense of control. Um, but I think with anything else, it's like personal taste. You know, it's like music. Some people love country and some don't. Um, I think it's kind of the same thing with horror. Some of us are just drawn to the dark side of humanity, but we want distance from it. So we watch it in a fictional sense. So as people listening may or may not know, you are an amazing horror YouTuber with a huge following. Um, and I love your channel, obviously. So I know you've been doing this for a while, like you said, a decade. So tell everyone how you got started. So yeah, it was like when I was 20 years old, I loved the genre and no one I knew personally in my real life really liked it as much as I did. Like they would tolerate it kind of like my love with Harry Potter too. It's like people will tolerate my fandom (laughs) for it, but they don't, you know, appreciate it in the same way. So, um, I wanted to 
have a community or something to talk about my love for horror. And back then, you know, 10 years ago, there really wasn't a huge horror community yet. So I kind of felt like I was throwing a net out there just to see if anything would catch um, because I didn't know if other people had the same best. I mean, I knew people probably liked horror movies the same, but I just wasn't sure if there was like a community for me out there. So um, I did that. So I would have an excuse to kind of watch all these horror movies by myself because otherwise that would just feel kind of weird. But if I had like a purpose, like I'm making videos and doing reviews that I could watch a ton of horror by myself. Oh, that's awesome. Did you ever expect that it would become your full-time job? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Definitely, Because back then that wasn't even an option, you know, making money on YouTube was not a thing when I started. Yeah, yeah. So just weird how times have changed. <laughs> um, so what do you think are the best parts and the worst, har- worst parts of being a full-time uh, horror YouTuber? Uh, the best hands down is the community, especially my viewers. I feel like I have the best horror community of feeling really understood by all of my viewers and being able to talk to them one-on-one a lot. Um, through messaging and stuff and just you know they get me like people in my community just get me and it's really nice when you're so passionate about something to have a community like that Um, and on the other hand there's obviously tons of negativity I mean for one it's the internet so there's no avoiding that aspect Um, but the gatekeepers also who just judge me so harshly because horror is one of those things that some people just have such strong opinions about I mean I do too but I'm not one to shame others for their strong opinions, you know? So I'm um, just the ones, the comments that I get of like people trying to gatekeep and be, you know, uh, judge my horror opinions when it really doesn't affect them or, and it ultimately makes me feel stronger about my own opinions, to be honest. That's awesome that you took a, something that could have been a negative and made it positive. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so that leads me into my next question. I know you talk in your videos a lot about horror gate- gatekeeping. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about some of the comments you've gotten that have just made you laugh or shake? Yeah, a, a lot of them are funny to me. Like, obviously, at first, it was kind of a shock. Like, are these people being serious right now? Like, do they care <laughs> about my opinion so much that they're getting this heated in the comments? Like, it just seems ridiculous. Um, but the ones that are like so funny to me are the ones that'll tell me flat out like horror is not for you you're clearly not a true horror fan if you don't agree with me this random person on the internet um, <laughs> also saying like oh you don't know what you're talking about you should stop doing horror videos um, as if there's like an objective standard to horror opinions that we all need to stand by and whether or not that makes you a fan or not like it's just ridiculous sometimes, <laughs> but they do make me laugh. They're entertaining in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, one of the movies that you recommended that you recommend a lot is The Haunting of Molly Hartley, which I watched uh, after you mentioned it once and I totally loved it. It's a cheesy PG-13 <laughs> horror movie, but I also like that she kind of embraces her power at the end. Um, so why don't you tell everyone why they should watch it right now, despite it being a cheesy PG-13 horror movie? <laughs> Well, I have such a love for that movie. I don't know what it is that really draws me to it. I mean, I have a love for teen horror anyway. So if you do like teen horror and you haven't seen it, I'm going to recommend it every single time um, because it is so cheesy. It's one of those that's so lighthearted and just fun. There's nothing really too heavy about it, um, which is one of the reasons why I love PG-13 movies. And I think that they're some of the best in the entire genre because they don't rely on that gore or vulgarity or like excessive sex scenes or anything like that to be really horrific or entertaining. They 
rely oftentimes on the psychological aspect, which is why I love the ring as well. The more like subtle horror, I feel like is a lot more effective at certain points. So um, sometimes we're just not in the mood for all of that heavy stuff or the excess stuff um, that's really mentally draining and visually draining. So <laughs> that's why I love PG-13 movies. I think they're great. Yeah. Um, I know you love the others too, which yes. I also love. I think that's PG-13. I don't think there's any yes, it is. why it would be R. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I recently watched your video about PG-13 horror movies and I had completely yeah. forgotten that The Ring was a PG-13. Right. A lot of people do. And when I made that video, a lot of people commented, like, I can't believe that movie is like whatever movie I was talking about. You know, I can't believe that this movie is PG-13 because yeah. you don't really think about it because the stuff that makes it R-rated isn't always necessary in horror. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're not a fan of gratuitous sexual violence and I'm not either. Absolutely so. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I know that you, when you first saw the ring, you, you said in a video that you didn't watch the face yep. and the mm -hmm. meeting. I didn't either. Somehow I knew <laughs> I saw it twice in theaters the first time oh, yeah. I somehow knew to look away. And then yeah. I just looked away the next time. And then I just yeah. kept looking away. I think I saw it the last time. Yeah. I rewatched it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm finally going to look. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how would you describe the horror community in one sentence? You know, honestly, I, you know, I want to be positive about the community because it ultimately <laughs> really is, but I can't ignore that it's a toxic place. So I would say it could be a toxic place, but once you find like the group of people who really get you, it's the best, like most welcoming community, I think. Agreed. Um, I found a little community online during the pandemic and we are all meeting up in Nashville next month. Oh, we, I think, love that. we think that it's a great premise for a horror movie, but yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to flesh Definitely. it out before we sell it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'd watch that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, so can you tell everyone what kinds of topics you're going to be covering in the near future on your channel? So I am really excited about one particular video that I'll be filming in probably a week or two. And it's about horror game shows, because I feel like not a lot of people talk yeah. about horror reality TV, which reality TV is one of my obsessions as well. So <laughs> when you cross that with horror, it's fascinating to me. So I'm going to be doing a video talking about like my favorite game shows, horror game shows. Um, also brainstorming a video right now on horror movies that I'll never watch again. I don't know if I'll have like a large list because, you know, not everything is off limits for me, but for different reasons of not watching, whether it was just really bad or it's just like too much, you know, gratuitous stuff going on that it's too much for me. So we'll see. I don't know. Nice. Um, I actually watched recently your video of movies you won't watch. Have you watched any of those since you filmed that? No, I haven't actually. I have been debating watching Antichrist because some people say that it's really only one or two kind of shorter scenes that are really disturbing, but overall the movie is really beautiful. So I've, you know, kind of warmed up to the idea of one day possibly, but that really is the only one that I'll ever consider. Like everything else is a no-go. And I know one of the most disturbing movies you have ever watched was a Serbian film. I had a friend yes. ask me where he can find that. Do you know where he can find that? I honestly have no idea. I don't even, it's been years since I saw it the one time um, <laughs> that I did a react video to it. Um, I don't remember where I found it. 
Um, but no, he should not. Like that's yeah. <laughs> short answer. Don't do it. Um, it's it's a lot. I'm a changed person after seeing that. So not in a good way. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, that's on my list of like movies that I don't need to watch with like Cannibal no. Holocaust and stuff like that. Yes. I kind of do want to watch Martyrs at least once, but oh, yeah. I also, I don't know. Yeah, I love that movie. And it's a one-time viewing for me. That would be one movie that I'd only see the one time. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably won't watch again because it is really intense, but it is really beautiful. I love that movie. Nice. Who would you say are your favorite horror directors and why? Um, I, well, Guillermo del Toro, anything that he touches is like gold to me. So, you know, everything by Guillermo del Toro. I just think he's so creative um, in his horror in the horror stuff that he does and creating monsters and beautiful imagery, but also really horrifying and haunting. Um, I would also say Jeremy Saldner. He's kind of an underrated horror director. Um, and I also really love what uh, Rose Glass did with St. Maud the most recently. Uh, the most, well, I guess this is her first feature length film, but I'm definitely going to keep an eye on Rose Glass now after seeing that movie. I really liked it. Nice. That was a very, very slow burn. It was, yeah. yes. <laughs> and yeah, the, the last scene was the most amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have a favorite horror franchise overall? Oh, let's see. I would say like more than three movies in a franchise, I would have to pick Final Destination because mm. um, it's early 2000s. It's psychological. It's supernatural. It's. I don't know. It's just like the pinnacle of early 2000s horror to me. And I love almost all of them. So yeah, except for the final destination. Yeah. We don't talk about that one. Yeah. That we can forget it, but yeah. I really loved final destination five. That brought Yes. Back. See, that one's really good. Yeah. And they're making another one. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that leads me into this question. I know you have an extreme phobia of going to the dentist. So I have to ask, mm. were you able to watch the dentist scene in final destination two? Uh, I was actually surprisingly okay with that scene because I feel like there wasn't a lot of actual dental trauma in that. It was like he was sedated a little bit and then like the thing fell in his mouth. It wasn't too much like teeth trauma. Like I have an issue with actual teeth trauma. So there wasn't too much in that. So I was fine with that. Yeah, I have to say that one of my biggest fears, and it sounds so silly, is tripping on the stairs and like knocking my two front teeth out. Oh my gosh, that actually happened to me once when oh. I was a child. That probably could be a causing, uh, you know, thing for my dental issues now. Yeah. <laughs> um, or my dental phobia now, but yeah, it's horrible. Uh, so I can't think of many horror movies that have to do with teeth trauma. Are there any that you're aware of? Yes. So in The Possession, I don't know if anyone's seen that. It's like a weird well possession movie obviously <laughs> um I, yeah I feel like it's kind of underrated it was pretty good actually it's kind of original um but there's a dentist scene in that uh I'm not gonna give spoilers or anything yeah. but that was probably the worst dental scene I've ever watched um that was very traumatic to watch so um <laughs> also the movie Vile I don't know if anyone's ever seen that either um so they do some like dental stuff in that. And then Saw 7, I think there's a wisdom tooth trap where he has to pull his teeth out. So there's oh. another one. <laughs> yeah, that's a franchise that I have not gone very deep into. I've seen. Really? I, I can't deal with it. I saw the first Saw in theaters yeah. in 2004. It gave me nightmares. And then I mm. just recently rewatched it last Friday to prepare for oh. this viral. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything in between. I might watch okay. Saw 2 because I hear it's not very gory. 
Yeah, Saw 2 is uh, my favorite, actually. It's oh, okay. really good because the, the story is really good. The subplot's good. Yeah. Um, the traps are good. I mean, they're all gory in their own way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I have such a problem with with gore. I can't. Yeah, if it's like if gore. it's just if it's just blood, I can deal with it. But okay, but like know. body parts and things like that. <laughs> yeah, and like the I don't just the psychological aspect of song yes so yeah it's just I know. really really it's hard <laughs> prepare like, yourself for spiral because spiral is pretty gory with the with the body stuff obviously okay <laughs> all right good good that I'm I'm warned yeah my friend was like yeah we have to go see it I was like have you seen any of them he's like I think I've seen the first one we watched the first first one together and then halfway through it he's like yeah I've never seen this before oh, <laughs> I was like and he wasn't paying attention because at the beginning yeah. of it I was like that guy's not dead meaning sorry spoiler yeah. the guy yeah. on the floor <laughs> so good thing he wasn't listening yeah so. <laughs> yeah that's good uh what's your favorite horror horror sequel ever sequel yeah oh uh, that's so hard because sometimes okay so I've said the sequel in the past and people are always like that's not a sequel um I would say The Thing, which is technically a prequel. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a spoiler for The Thing. I call it a remake too. See, it's like, I don't know if it's a sequel, a prequel, a remake. It's kind of all in the same boat. Um, And also Ted Cloverfield Lane, I feel like was Mm -hmm. the best Cloverfield movie. Although a lot of people argue that it's not even in the universe because it's so (laughs) different. But to me, it's in the universe. I call it a sequel kind of, kind of an origin story. I don't know if it's also a prequel, who knows? But I would say those two are are really good. Oh, cool. Um, I think 10 Cloverfield Lane is definitely in the same universe. I don't know. I would consider yeah. it a, a sequel. The Cloverfield yeah. Paradox, I don't understand at all. Oh, yeah. No, I don't even count that in the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Although it had potential, but it was just a bad. Yeah. It was a flop. <laughs> um, so I know the supernatural is your favorite subgenre. Why? Why is that your favorite subgenre? Honestly, I have never really been able to explain it. Um, I think it's because it's such a mystery to me. I don't believe in supernatural anything in real life and, you know, as far as ghosts or spirits or anything like that. So I'm not sure why that's so much more horrifying to me than like home invasions or serial killers when that's way more realistic. Um, So I've never really been able to put it into words. I think it's just, yeah, like I said, the mystery of it, I guess, or the possibilities of something that's like not human but human-like it's just something so eerie about that I think it's also something psychological too of like something that's kind of a humanoid that's not human it's just fascinating cool um I I know that you don't find home invasion movie scary I can't believe you don't find the stranger scary (laughs) I rewatched that a few months ago too and I was like oh god but they're so stupid in it because they're like not staying together she's like hanging out leaving the door open right yeah, my girl, <laughs> kind of unrealistic. And lock the door. No. <laughs> um. So I know from your vlogs that you have a boyfriend. Does he like horror, or will he watch horror movies with you? Uh, yes, to both. He does like horror. Um, actually, funny story. That's how we met. Kind of, we used to work together at a school, and I got on the topic of movies, just talking to him, and we had realized we both had seen Pontypool and Red State, which are kind of obscure-ish. I love movies. Red State so much. Yeah, Red State's so good. And he was like baffled that I had seen it, that someone else had seen it. So then we started talking about those movies and the rest is kind of history. Our first date was Last Exorcism Part Two. Um, horrible movie, but it was a good date. Um, 
so yeah he definitely is a little bit more picky when it comes to horror or just movies in general he's more selective about what he watches um but he does enjoy horror it's not probably his favorite genre but I'm just thankful that he'll watch all the bad ones with me too (laughs) that's awesome okay million dollar question how do you decide what to watch when you're looking for a horror movie to watch and you don't have to watch anything for a video um well my list is literally never ending so I always have something to watch but sometimes I'm just not in the mood for anything on that list like none none of it sounds good um and it's ever growing so I never run out of ideas technically um but I'm a huge rewatcher so often I will scan my DVD collection and just see what mood I'm in and pick one of those movies um or I'll go to social media and ask my viewers what movies they're watching and loving right now. I love that I have that uh, resource and like the community that I can ask, what are some obscure movies that you're really loving right now? And I get dozens of answers. So I never really run out of stuff to watch. Awesome. Uh, So we both love the movie Triangle, which I saw for the first time last October. How did you find that movie? Uh, I honestly think my boyfriend showed it to me. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I think he also showed me one of my favorite movies, Starry Eyes. So I kind of have him to thank for a lot of my favorite horror movies that I've discovered. (laughs) He discovers a bunch on his own too. So nice. I haven't seen Starry Eyes because the the cover just freaks me out. Yeah, (laughs) It's so good though. It's so good. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to watch it. Um, And I also, I know that you love, you're a big fan of Gretel and Hansel, which I watched a few months ago. I really liked it. It's like, it's beautiful. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm a a big fan of that movie. Yeah. It's incredible. (laughs) You recently made a video on your personal YouTube channel about diving into spiritualism after being an atheist for 15 years. You still consider yourself an atheist. So how do you think that has affected how you viewed certain religious movies as more or less scary? Um, I would say I probably find religious horror less scary than people who obviously believe in it um, because I don't believe in possessions or demonic entities or anything like that, but it's still such a good subgenre to me like I still gravitate a lot to religious horror like Saint Maud like we talked about was amazing but also I don't believe ghosts are real but I like supernatural so I don't know if it has anything to do with whether or not in real life I technically believe in it or I'm not sure <laughs> yeah So we're almost out of the pandemic, but I ask everyone this. An article came Mm -hmm. out last year saying that horror fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror fans. Why do you think that was the case? Honestly, we've seen worse, I think, which sounds horrible. (laughs) But I think there's something comforting about watching a fictional horror movie where things are so bad for the characters that you feel a little bit better about your situation. I think all of us, although might be ashamed to admit it, that they're doing much worse than me. Um, I think that <laughs> kind of goes for all of us, that it's a little bit comforting. Um, also, we have more experience watching fictional horrific scenarios. And I feel like that uh, calms us down more because we feel like we have a sense of control. So maybe we're just kind of accustomed to dealing with the concepts of something so negative and are easily adjusted to that. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, we just had to stay home and nobody was trying to break down our door. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did, I have to ask, did you watch any pandemic movies during the pandemic? I did. I did. I watched Outbreak's probably my favorite because that one I discovered so young. Yeah. Um, and then I forget the one with Gwyneth Paltrow 
What's that one called? Um, Contagion. Uh, Contagion. Yeah, I watched that one early on. It felt so much in poor taste, but it kind of helped me. It's like, well, we're not at that level. <laughs> like, it's <Yeah>. not <laughs> that bad. So I think we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, they use the term social distancing in that movie. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. I, yep. I, I see you. <laughs> it's a whole new movie now to watch. It's, yeah. it's such a different experience now. Uh, but it was a completely different kind of virus because that virus killed yes. you in two days. Exactly. Fortunately, usually did not knock on wood. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, since we're now all getting vaccinated, or most of us are getting vaccinated, have you been back to the movies? Yes. I let's see. I actually went and saw my least favorite movie I've seen in a long time, The Unholy, in theaters. I heard that was not uh, good. Not a fan. I'm not sure why. That <laughs> sounds horrible. <laughs> it's it's so mean. I'm not sure why it was made. Uh, it's just not good. So. Um, and then I just saw Spiral last night, actually. Oh, was that at a screening or something? Uh, no, it's out in theaters here. Oh, oh, did wait? When did it come out? Last I think weekend? May fourteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, thought it so came a couple out days ago. Weekend. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, on Thursday, so I'm okay. not, look- not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I cover my eyes. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> so, have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Um, you mean like positive or negative? Because I have both. <laughs> I mean both. Okay. So. Um, positive experiences that are definitely noteworthy was watching Mother in theaters. There was no other form of anxiety. I, it's just I was not prepared for that movie. Uh, Suspiria, kind of the same thing. I loved that movie. Definitely uh, want to rewatch, but also a theater experience where everyone kind of left all together. Like, did what did we just go through together? That was a weird experience we what did we just see and then for negative <laughs> uh I remember watching the purge election year in theaters and there was a three-year-old child in the aisle right in front of me just playing the whole time like there's violence on the screen and a three-year-old is just like walking up and down the stairs I don't know <laughs> just so bizarre I don't know why they allowed that um and then last night probably one of the worst theater experiences ever happened last night there's this family in front of us and they were already being so loud through the trailers and then they get a facetime call right as spiral begins and the lady is talking yelling at the phone which is also full Uh, on full volume full brightness right in front of us just like (laughs) talking so loud facetiming someone during the beginning of the movie so that was fun (laughs) Oh my God. I would have run to the manager. Yeah. I was um, like, surely she's going to hang up soon. Right. <laughs> and then ironically, she like passed out for the rest of the movie. Um, she slept through it. So. <laughs> oh my God. I have gone, I've gone more than once to the manager when people bring like their yeah. little kids into a horror movie. Yeah. Once no, it was, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll watch your kids. Here's my number. Come back later. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I won't watch your kids. I don't, I don't really like yeah, kids. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I'll pay for your babysitter. So I, have yeah, right. Exactly. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was Winchester is the most recent one that I remember. And there was just some mm-hmm. kids screaming during the previews. And before the preview started, I went out and they're like, no, we can't remove them. Cause it's a PG 13 movie. Oh my goodness. I was like, are that's you so me? ridiculous. But that kid's not 13. That kid's right. like two. Well, yeah. It's like, if you have a guardian that's of age you can bring whatever age inside it's like some situations that should not be okay yeah yeah like when I snuck into seeing scream three in theaters and I was only 14 
that was fine because I wasn't <laughs> yeah, screaming and exactly you're respectful <laughs> um I have to say that I also saw mother in theaters and I Mm-hmm. had no words after I also yeah. saw it alone in theaters so that did was you really experience. I did I nobody else wanted to go and I was like I'm just gonna go I have movie oh pass. my gosh yeah <laughs> I have a, an experience with watching the lodge by myself in theaters and I was yes. traumatized I was like <laughs> why did I go alone no one has seen it I can't talk about this with anyone. so I, I rewatched I rewatched that in the winter and I I, I kind of liked it I don't yeah know. yeah I, I liked it too it's just it's very emotional <laughs> it's yes. a lot yeah, I would recommend that you watch it in the winter with the window open mm-hmm. in a very cold climate. Yes, that would be lovely. <laughs> Which I know it doesn't really get that cold in Northern. No, California. we don't get snow or anything. So it's kind yeah. of not the right setting, but I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> rain, I guess. <laughs> as close as we get to cold weather. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite movie of 2021 so far? And what movie are you most looking forward to seeing this year? Um, I would say St. Maud has been my favorite thus far that I've seen. Yeah, I think I haven't watched too many new movies actually in 2021, but that one is a standout to me, I would say. Um, and then what I'm most looking forward to now is the gate or I was gonna say Game of Thrones, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> I just have like the abbreviation in my notes, so I'm like Game of Thrones. Um, the Guillermo del Toro movie coming out called Nightmare Alley. I'm so excited for that. And also the escape room sequel that we're getting. I'm not sure it's going to be really good, but I love the first one. The first one is such a comfort movie to me. Um, so I'm really excited for that sequel. That's cool. Is the first escape room, is it very gory? No, there's no? Okay. actually no gore in it. Oh, okay. Maybe I have to watch it, it then. Yeah, okay. there's no gore at all it's more like action suspense than horror it's not like really scary but yeah are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like I feel like so many (laughs) I I just feel like I don't know I get called out for my opinions all the time online so I get self-conscious sometimes but um I feel like my tastes with specifically M. Night Shyamalan movies really rub people the wrong way. I feel like they like certain ones from him and I like certain ones from him. I think we can all agree like Sixth Sense is amazing, but um, I like The Happening and that seems to be very controversial. Like no one likes that at all. Um, Another movie I watched in the pandemic because it kind of had to do with (laughs) something, you know. Um, And then as far as movies that I love that I just feel like no one has seen ever I would say Captive State and Overlord which are more action horror movies but I never hear anyone talk about them ever but they're so incredible and I just want more people to watch them (laughs) so I watched Overlord last year it was it was good I liked it I liked it but it's definitely more of like an action movie it's an action movie for sure but the zombies were so good like yeah I really liked the body stuff in it (laughs) do you like zombie movies a lot um, typically it's not my favorite genre. Yeah. If it's really original, like I felt Overlord was, or like Pontypool is amazing and it's originality with zombies. Yeah. Um, yeah. all, you know, like those, but the kind of standard zombie kind of stuff kind of over. Yeah. Um, I have to watch Pontypool. It's been on my list for so long. Yes, you have to. So good. <laughs> Everyone says it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I know you're a big fan of the Blair Witch Project, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that in theaters when it came out? No, I think it came out in what, 99? <laughs> so I would have been nine years oh. old. <laughs> uh, no, I did. So I didn't. I did see the kind of 
remake, sequel, whatever you want to call that, reboot. I think that came out in 2016. Yes. Um, that one's really good. But I would pay so much money to see that in theaters even now. Maybe I should do like a private screening of it or something because yeah. I have to see that on the big screen one day. Yeah, it was fun. I remember I remember seeing it in, in theaters. I didn't Did find really? it particularly scary. Yeah. But I did I did like it. Um have you read the book Eight Days in the Woods? No, I haven't. Matt, uh, it's by Matt Blasey and uh he he knows the creators really well and he wrote all about oh. how they came up with the idea for it and then what it was like filming it and then getting it to Sundance and then putting it out. So it's really oh my gosh. That's so cool. I have to read that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it, there's um their safe word on uh while they were filming was taco. So anytime <laughs> I'm eating tacos, I'm like Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, what are your unpopular horror movie opinions? I know you just made a video about this, but in case people haven't seen it yet. Um, let's see. What are like the most controversial ones? I don't really enjoy the Hellraiser franchise. Me neither. No. Really? Okay. It. Thank you. It's <laughs> just, it. it's fine. It's fine. It's just not for me. I'm not the audience for it at all. So you're, you're so like polite about that. You're like, it's just not for me. And I'm going to be, I would be like, it's crap. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way about something. So don't worry. <laughs> But I just know Hellraiser's so loved, so I just want to be like, I'm sorry, it's just not for me. Um, obviously, my most controversial opinion, which I've learned now isn't too controversial, is my distaste for The Lighthouse that came out. I it's also just, don't like that one. I was thank so you. boring. <laughs> yes, it's like too artistic without a lot of plot, and it needed more plot I don't know yeah. they focused on the wrong things in that movie in my opinion because it has so much potential you know Robert Pattinson yeah. and Willem Dafoe were incredible uh the acting was so great but I just don't understand it <laughs> I don't know it's just it's not for me I think it's pretentious um and then that kind of goes into my other horror unpopular horror opinion is that A24 is really hit or miss like there's no middle ground for me it's like they make some really amazing ones and then the ones that seem to be really well loved, like the lighthouse are just so bad to me. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're very polarizing. Yes, they are. Which, yeah. you know, I can respect because they do create beautiful art like St. Maud and, uh, you know, green rooms really amazing. Yes. I love that one. Um, but then of course they make garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, you've said in a video that you've never rewatched hereditary. Yes. I, oh. I, that's just one that I can't, mentally prepare enough for so yeah, I'm like yeah. constantly like okay this is the weekend I'm gonna watch hereditary again and I'm like trying to get myself <laughs> ready and hyped and be ready for like that scene because I don't want to like skip through it if I'm gonna yeah, rewatch yeah. it I'm gonna watch all of it um but it's just so it's a lot it's uh, it's too yeah. much for me sometimes so I just have to be in the right headspace to rewatch that but I will I will rewatch it one day I mean no <laughs> pressure you don't have yeah. to do anything you don't want to do it's just a movie very true. <laughs> I remember I rewatched that um on my birthday last year and mm -hmm. my my then boyfriend I was like did you like it? And he was like no, I felt terrible. <laughs> I was like well it worked. I don't know. Yeah, it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Midsommar? I love that movie. Yeah. Which is ironic cuz some people think that that one's really disturbing too, but it's definitely not on the same level as Hereditary yeah, to yeah, me. Like that one is almost like a a comfort one like midday nice weather you just pop on midsummer um so I I love it I have the director's cut but I haven't watched the director's cut yet but I've heard it's like amazing 
Yeah, I did. I, I watched that a couple months ago. It was good. Okay. I don't remember the original that well, so I don't think I saw okay. the scenes, the yeah. extra scenes that were added in, but yeah, I really, I liked it as much okay. as the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you could remake one horror movie or reboot one franchise, which would it be? Oh my gosh. I would say Misery, as controversial as that might be, because Pet Cemetery was so bad, the remake. <laughs> yes, um, it was. That I, you know, hesitate to say Misery, remake Misery, because how would you top that movie? But that's like one of my favorite Stephen King movies, so I would like to see it remade in some way. Um, but the casting would have to be like on point for that, because yeah. like Kathy Bates is iconic, so. Yeah, definitely. They would, I, would they have to keep it in the same era? though because otherwise he would have a cell phone and he would just that's very true unless it's more of like you know she takes his cell phone you know oh yeah but I guess they don't have service right exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to see they um they staged misery on Broadway several years ago yes uh, with uh Bruce Bruce Willis yes and Laurie Metcalf who I love even Uh uh, even before she was in Scream 2 um so it was, it was really good to see. You did see it? I did, yeah, yeah. I'm so jealous. My friend got to see it and I was so jealous. It'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, um, I also saw Carrie the musical when that was off Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Have you That's ever so seen cool. any, any horror, have you ever seen any horror musicals? No, like in person, no. I sure. wish, like I'm <laughs> on my bucket list now, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, um, Let the Right One In was also a really good play that they did Ooh. in Brooklyn. I didn't know they made that a play. Yeah, it was in Scotland and then it came here. So Wow, that'd be really good. It was really creepy. I I feel like they could stage Hereditary and have it be really creepy too, but there were just many more special effects. Right. So so if you were to recommend movies for a horror virgin, what top five horror movies would you recommend they watch to ease them in? Oh gosh. (laughs) Uh, Well, I always gravitate towards... PG-13 because then it's not too intense on the gore level so obviously I'm going to mention The Ring because I feel like every horror fan needs to see that at least once um let's see what else you know what I'll say Misery I feel like that's a good kind of killer like realistic type story that's one of my favorite movies of all time so definitely recommend that one uh The Thing by John Carpenter is incredible I feel like I mean the practical effects and the body horror in that is so good and I'm still bitter that they used CGI in the prequel or whatever when they filmed (laughs) it with practical effects that makes me so angry but I still love it it just could have been better let's see two more uh (laughs) I'm trying to think of like well-rounded like you want to have some sci-fi some body horror some psychological I would say Starry Eyes because that is in my top 10 of all time. And then probably Cabin in the Woods because I feel like that's a really good like ode to horror, like a love letter to horror in a way that would be really good for horror fans to get into if they're just getting into it. Awesome. Uh, Last question. Um, If you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Uh, Jennifer Check. (laughs) I'm not sure who that is. (laughs) Jennifer's body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know his, I didn't know her last name. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I saw that movie last year. It was great. And I like, I I love that story about it. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? 
yeah, you could go to my YouTube channel. That's where I'm most active, probably um, Possessed by Horror. And then my Instagram is Possessed by Horror YT. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you again so much. Thank you so much for having me and for having me on my first podcast ever. It was so yes. much fun. <laughs> awesome. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sarah Hawkinson. And thanks again to Sarah for coming on. I'll leave links to all of her socials in the show notes. As always, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. We really appreciate it as it really helps people find us. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, you can email us at hello at Who's There podcast.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.